Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC, it's Kenny and JT. That's right, and welcome back to the Kenny and JT Show. The day before Thanksgiving, we wish everyone out there a happy and safe Thanksgiving weekend. If you already started it, let's make it sure it's a safe one out there this weekend and enjoy it because we've got a lot of sports to talk about all weekend long. Not only that game up north, but we've got a game out west we like to talk about as well as the Browns travel to a place that, historically speaking, I believe they're like 2-8 and eight in Denver all time. That includes a couple of playoff games. So to help us break it down a little bit better right now, our good friend Daryl Ryder, 92.3 The Fan, and the Browns Radio Network, D, happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for joining us today. Right back at you. Gobble, gobble. Appreciate it. Turkeys like to say. Can you believe this team is 7-3? and three? I mean, really? Uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> In fact, they, they probably better be 7-3 and three <laughs> with all the talent that they have. But, yeah, no, I, I can believe it. Now, how they've gotten to 7-3 and three mm-hmm. might not be believable, but... Yeah, sure. It's totally believable. Well, the reason I ask the question is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you lost Nick Chubb. Oh, you lost your starting quarterback. But I look at this offensive line, and I'm wondering what they expect truly because I don't know how many games you can win offensively when you're gaining about 260 yards of total offense. How are they getting it done? Uh, defense and just now just enough offense. Um, and also steady leadership from the head coach. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it is remarkable with their losses. They've had five key pieces lost for the season. They lost Rodney McLeod now, uh, for the season this Uh, past week. Uh, mm -hmm. Anthony Walker is uh, down temporarily with a hamstring injury. We've seen Denzel Ward pop it out in and out of the lineup. We've seen, uh, Greg Newsom pop in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, Nick Chubb, Jack Conklin, and Jakeem Grant. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they they have uh, certainly uh, had to deal with quite a bit here, uh, including losing Deshaun Watson for the mm-hmm. season. But, you know, the best teams find ways to overcome it. And uh, I think it's fair to say that the Browns are among the best in the NFL because, well, they, they are finding ways to overcome this. Mm-hmm. It may be one of Stefanski's best coaching performances that we've seen since he's been here, too. But you just mentioned Anthony Walker, the linebacker. Shaquille Leonard gets cut by the by the uh, Colts. Any interest there, do you think? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, the, the Browns have spent a lot of money, but, I mean, they're not claiming the guy on waivers, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody wants that contract. But okay. once if he uh, becomes a free agent, it wouldn't shock me if uh, Andrew Berry made a phone call. Daryl Ryder, our guest, 92.3 The Fan, Browns Radio Network as well, and the Browns go out to Denver and a place, like I mentioned, we normally don't play that well in. Daryl, what gives with that? Why is it that we don't play that well? Was it just because most of the times it was Elway? Uh, 5280. <laughs> that's the elevation of Denver, Colorado. Got it. I, I think that has a little something to do with it. Um, you know, it's, 
it is a home field advantage for uh, the Broncos, no question about it. So um, I, I do feel that that's a big piece of the puzzle. And as a guy said today, they got to be in shape. Uh, there'll be oxygen uh, on the sideline for them. It's uh, something that uh, every team talks about. They have to deal with it. It's, boy, it's a distinctive home advantage uh, for uh, the Broncos. But um, I, I have a feeling this game's going to resemble Brown Steelers last week. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, that's my gut. Okay. Well, let's start there and let's look at the offense. And I mentioned the fact that Stefanski probably coaching his tail off right now because he has to, and that's always a good job. And I'm not sure he doesn't coach the same way all every year. But it it he. This team never resembles the injuries that we've had this year when you lose your two best components on offense. What did you see in the preparation of DTR from, and obviously he didn't know he was going to start in that Ravens game. We get that. How much growth did you see Saturday? Um, I mean, look, he got it done when it mattered most. Um, and that's, I guess, the growth, right? Game on the line. Um, he was a victim of some drop balls or else his stat line would have been even more impressive. But I mean, the, the fact that he got him down the field four for four, 39 yards, blink of an eye mm-hmm. and uh position to, to kick the game winner. I mean, that that's where your growth is. Like, uh, you know, he was at his best when the game was on the line. You know, I looked at that game too, and it was amazing when, when the game was on the line, it seemed as though the Browns were more willing to push it up the field than the Steelers were. And like Nathan Zagura said, we out the Steelers by the end of that game. And it's a battle of fruition. It, it, who can outlast the other one and play defensive minded football and flip the field position. And we look for more of the same. We were talking earlier this week. It seems as though Denver likes to turn the ball over a lot, even though they've won, what, four or five straight games in a row. Uh, is there a different way to approach this game defensively and maybe put more pressure on the quarterback, or you just play the way you've been playing because defense, for most part, been lights out anyway? Yeah, you you, you do not need to change anything right now, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they, they just need to uh, continue playing uh, at the level that we've seen them play. The, the scheme is working beautifully, mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm not all that concerned with that. Um, uh, my only concern is is can Dorian Thompson Robinson continue to make plays when they're needed most? Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like that defensively, you know, they're uh, among the best in getting off the field on third down. They're among the best at putting pressure on the quarterback and getting after the quarterback. They're among the best at, in coverage uh, in the league. So I'm not – yeah, I, I don't think that there's much they need to change up. I, I, it, they need to keep doing what they do and how they do it. And, it, and if that happens, I think they've got a very good chance of winning this football game Sunday. DTR at times looks phenomenal, and especially when he's running the ball. Do you expect them to run him maybe a little bit more this Sunday? Uh, no, <laughs> no, um, no. You, you you run out of necessity. That that's okay. what you do. You you don't run. I, I don't like designed runs right now um, because that means either Joe Flacco or PJ Walker has to come on the field, mm-hmm. and uh, that would be very bad. So um, I think that you can shelve that portion of the playbook. Okay. And uh, wait for next year to use it with Deshaun Watson again. 
Um, but no, it, you want DTR using his feet to extend plays, uh, trying to create things down the field. That's fine. But from a design standpoint, nope. That's the okay. best intelligent is uh, Matt Canada running trips <laughs> to the left and then throwing a screen pass after all the receivers have uh, run their route. Easiest tackle for loss ever. I get it. I, and the, the last thing you want to do is risk another injury to a starting quarterback and have to go to another guy, whether it's PJ or Joe Flacco. I want to ask you about your thoughts on Joe Flacco joining this team. It's nice to have that veteran presence. He's a former Super Bowl MVP. Do you expect to see him if only DTR gets injured or if you want to take shots down the field a little bit more, do you expect to see Joe Flacco uh, as a starting quarterback anytime soon? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> like, if Joe Flacco has to start, that means things have not gone well for the Browns. That's how I view okay. this situation. Uh, I look at him as an insurance policy. Okay. Um, and, and that's okay. But uh, he's tall. I'll say that. Uh, very tall. Uh, picked that up today. Um, okay. But uh, I, he says he's got a lot in the tank. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, last year within the Jets, outside of the game in Cleveland, um, where he all, you know, it just it felt weird today. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. it, like <laughs> the guy that just spent. It, it, owes half his career to tormenting the Browns, standing there in front of us wearing a Browns hoodie. just felt really strange. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I uh, I hope we don't see him, to be quite honest with you, because if we don't see him, that means DTR is playing well and the team is doing well and, and healthy and, and things like yeah. that. Whereas if we do see him, that means the DTR either isn't playing well or he got hurt. And uh, uh, I, I don't know if turning to a 38-year-old quarterback who was sitting on his couch on November 20th before signing to the practice squad mm-hmm. is what is going to deliver the Browns to the promised land. This is true. The only thing I like about it is the fact that the last couple of years, and the game that comes to mind is obviously the game we shouldn't have lost last year when he took over for the Jets, is the fact that he played on some really lousy teams recently. But again, you mentioned the fact that he's 38 years old. I don't know what you well, can Well, that's expect- what old veterans tend to do in their careers, though, right? Right. You know, when, they're, when, they're, when they're hanging on, that's what they're doing. But here's they, my they problem. End up on, they, end on, they end up on bad teams. From watching this offense last week, it's obvious that the offensive line isn't what it used to be, and for good reason. I mean, we've got so many tackles that are banged up. It seems as though the edge rushers are getting in the backfield, and we're trying to get this kid DTR to throw from the pocket. Maybe a taller Joe Flacco might be able to throw the ball, push it up the field a little bit, or we just wanted to throw so many screen passes because we didn't want to take a chance in beating ourselves. Is is this offense at times just a little bit too conservative? Uh, it should be conservative. Why on earth would you want your rookie swinging it down the field? I don't want him throwing uh, 43 times either, though, Daryl. Well, but uh, a lot of those passes were high percentage, and about six of those passes got dropped, including a touchdown. Okay. So DTR played really well against the Steelers, uh, and I will argue – all day and night with anyone that tries to convince me that he didn't. Well, the experience uh, experience alone is phenomenal. I I thought he played very well. Um, Also, too, the game plan was to get the ball out of his hand quickly so that T.J. Watt could not introduce himself. 
myself Fine. all afternoon. Fine, and it and worked. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It worked. You know, it worked so, the week before too. Play action. Play action well, worked the week before. What about this running game? Well, I mean, the running game's good. Uh, I'm not worried about the running game. Uh, th- those three backs have done uh, a fantastic job. Um, they're scoring touchdowns. They're chewing up yards. They're helping the offense chew time off the clock. I mean, the Browns had a 17-play drive last last week. Right, before half. Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, if DTR's playing like garbage, they're not putting together 17-play drives. So, okay. um, you know, I think that that game plan was specifically designed okay. to neutralize that Steeler pass rush. And I think you're going to see a little bit of that against the Denver Broncos, too, because Denver gets after the quarterback okay. as well. Okay. They've got a pretty good defense. So, um, you know, I, I don't look at it like Kevin Stefanski is handling DTR with kid gloves or Kevin Stefanski doesn't trust DTR or things like that. No, it's okay. just, that's just called smart football. Um, and not and, and the other thing, too, is it's a rhythm thing, right? Mm-hmm. If DTR is taking a snap and letting it rip real quick, he's not having to read the defense. He's not having to guess who's doing what and where and, and, and things like that. And you're simplifying things for him. Because I really feel like the last two minutes of that game did more for DTR's confidence than anything else. Because mm-hmm. he got to show himself, he got to show the Browns, he got to show fans, hey man, game on the line, I can lead us to a win. And he did. Uh, I, so um, I, I am curious to see how this goes uh, these next mm-hmm. two weeks out West. Um, but I think that uh, you know, while I don't expect him to be Jalen Hurts for the Browns that, you know, help the Eagles go on to, to win a Super Bowl, um, I, I, he's showing me that he can handle the job, which okay. going into this game, going into that Steeler game, I wasn't sure he was going to be able to handle the job, and I was very mm-hmm. honest about that. Sure. But he showed me against Pittsburgh he can handle the job. Daryl, is there any changes in the travel schedule going out west this week? You mentioned the fact that the altitude's a big difference right there. Would they maybe wait a little bit longer before they travel to Denver or no? All right, so here's what they're doing. Okay. It is regular travel mm-hmm. out to Denver. They're going to actually stay out west, though. So after the Broncos game, they're flying on to Los Angeles. They are not coming back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They will go to Los Angeles. They will spend uh, the week at UCLA. Uh, holding their practice uh, before they have to play the Rams the following week there. Uh, and then they will come back to Cleveland. So that that's really the biggest deviation for their, their travel schedule is, is that they are, you know, they'll probably fly out Saturday morning. Um, but, you know, they are going to, uh, you know, kind of do what they yeah. did. It's like a mini training mm-hmm. camp thing, right? Right. Uh, with, with, the, with the Greenbrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's interesting is, is the more we talk to guys about this team and why they're doing so well, yep. a lot of these guys talk about the Greenbrier and how valuable that ultimately was and how smart it was that Kevin had them go, even though, you know, a lot of us, were, you know, rolled our eyes, myself included, thinking, oh, yeah, this is, you know, <laughs> this is going to make or break the season. Well, it turns out that uh, upon talking to a lot of guys, that trip to the Greenbrier, I think, is a big reason why this team is close as close-knit as it is. And that's something that Joe Flacco even mentioned today. He, he's like, you know, I had heard the stories about how close these guys are, but just being in the building it, it, for as short a time as, as I've been, 
I'm already to, I'm already able to see how close they are. That's awesome, too, because we've been talking about culture and chemistry for as long as I can remember. Yep. And the Greenbrier trip into Philadelphia trip, now L.A. You know, the thing is, Daryl, you can look at this team now, and they're a little bit more mature, I believe, and that you don't have to worry about them spending a week in L.A. and doing something stupid. <laughs> Hopefully. Knock on wood. I was going to say, don't give many ideas. I know. <laughs> Daryl, we always appreciate the time, my man, and have a great Thanksgiving. We look forward to talking about another victory next week. And on to the Rams. Are you heading out west? Uh, no, I will be uh, hanging back in Cleveland. I did not I did not win the Powerball over the last few months, so I can't squeeze it into my travel budget. <laughs> Daryl, you're the greatest, man. Thanks again for taking time, all right? You bet. Happy Thanksgiving.